0: Shulam Lemmer sings The Mayor Man for the mayor of New York. For the first time in eight years, Israel doesn't make the cut, and I don't think I mind. And the making of history, or should I say her story, the Jewish Women's Unity Concert, is coming to your screens June 12th, and what a show it will be. Mark it on your calendars, save the date, you are about to be treated to a concert unlike anything you have ever, ever seen. So sit tight. I have the details. Here we go. This is the Weekly Squeeze with Kanela. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is in your time zone. It is about 7.05 a.m. here in Israel. I had a really late night, but I am on a high. Wow, there is so much to unpack here. I'm going to share with you all the juicy details about... A concert that took place here in Israel last night that you will be watching on June 12th in your homes with all your friends, with your grandmother, with your sister, with your aunt. I don't care who's watching it, as long as they're female, your housekeeper, your chihuahua, everybody's invited to watch a show for the ages. Now, I know that people say that all the time, and I remember when I was first performing, every single flyer said the same thing. Singing sensation, chanelah. And then I realized that everyone is being marketed as a singing sensation, no matter who they were or whether they were sensational or not. And as Jews, you know, we tend to overmarket things. We're very enthusiastic. We have a small market. We are trying to get your attention. Everything is the best and the greatest and the most magnificent and a night to remember. But if I tell you that last night we made history, believe me when I say this, I have been performing for 20 years. I've been to concerts. I watch the fundraisers online. I'm aware of what's going on in the Jewish music world. This is my passion. I mean, if anybody knows what's happening and how it's happening, it's me and my husband, Almighty Productions, because we're music 24 7. And last night here in Israel, the concert that was put on stage for an incredible audience was history. It was pure history. Now, what does that mean? Okay, first of all, the concert itself was sponsored by Daily Giving. And when I say sponsored, I mean completely paid for by the donors and the sponsors who support Daily Giving's platform and keep the machine running so that everyone in Klai role well can sign up, give a dollar a day, and every single dollar from that donation will actually go towards the tzedakah. So Daily Giving is not a charity that spends money, to make money. Daily Giving is a charity that fundraises tzedakah money from Balabatim, from gvirim, from incredible people that I do not know and often just want to remain anonymous so that Daily Giving can exist. Now, why do we need Daily Giving? There are so many tzedakahs and there's so many easy ways to access them and to donate. It's on all our social media platforms and every magazine, on every website, there are pop-ups. Claudia Yisrael, needs our tzedakah, and that's the way Hashem set it up. Hashem wanted that our parnassah is interconnected and dependent on who we give and how much we give. Now, before you turn off the podcast thinking, where's the funny stuff? Where's the Israel news? Where Everything is coming. Take a chill pill. But last night was a show that I want to break down for you, because you're not going to hear it from anyone else besides me. I had a bird's eye view, I should say, from the stage, from the audience. And it was such a great experience. Oh my goodness. How how far have we come? A, that we can put on a production that is so professional, so magnificent. I'm going to get into the details shortly. But first let's talk about Jamie Geller. Now, I know Jamie a little bit, you know, from here, from, from meeting her, from bumping into her. She did a cameo in one of my comedy videos. Honestly, she's a big famous chef. So when I first met Aliyah, I was a little intimidated by Jamie Keller because, you know, she's a personality. She's extremely successful. And I don't like to assume that people have time for me when they're big and fancy, successful entrepreneurs. But now that I know who she is, I regret not hanging out with her early. Jamie Keller is one of those people that everybody is. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're my best friend. So she tells me, I love you. You're my best friend. And then I realized she said that to to Devorah and Zahaya, and then her kids came yesterday while we were doing makeup, and everybody was just like, I love you, I love you, no, I love you, no, I love you. And I'm thinking, can you come to my house and just say I love you to my kids a bunch of times? <laughs> I love my kids, but I don't say I love you every single second. But Jamie Geller is one of those people that expresses her emotion and her passion, and she was such a riot on stage yesterday if Jamie could sing she would be a one man show i was thankful i was grateful that that girl can't carry a tune because if she could she would replace all of us she's dynamic she's sensational she's she's hilarious i don't know anything about her cookbooks or or her recipes Or anything related to food, and that's not what makes her special to me. To me, what makes her special is her warmth. And this is just a little message for you if you're watching. If nobody likes you, just say I love you all the time. Like if you're struggling with your interpersonal relationships and you're having some... Just tell people, It'll throw them off guard, but so what? Hang out with a friend, I love you. The, the The male lady, I love you. The guy who drops off the groceries, say I love you. Unless he's a terrorist. But just be warm, be friendly, and express how you feel or lie about it. <laughs> because the words, I love you, just, they're so powerful. And in a day and age when people are suffering and having issues, and I mean, what could be more heartwarming than hearing the words, I love you 50,000 times in a row. So Jamie, if you're listening, I love you. That's right. So I'm going to give you a breakdown of what it takes to put on a show, all the craziness that goes on. You don't ever go to a concert and think, what's happening backstage? I'll tell you what's happening backstage. A lot of food. A lot of people looking for safety pins because nobody ever has safety pins and everybody always needs safety pins. Makeup artists, hairstylists, and that's just the men's concert, the women's concert. Forget about it. The accessories, the earrings, the shoes, the dresses. And of course, because we're moms, there are always kids involved. Everybody's FaceTiming. My kids just kept texting me, can we order pizza? We're hungry. And I was just like, guys, mommy's singing. Fend for yourself. The shoemaker's kids don't have shoes and the singer's kids Don't have supper. That's right. Now, before I go any further, let me actually explain to you what Daily Giving is and why they are pulling together an incredible show that you can watch for free on June 12th. So what's Daily Giving? Daily Giving is a concept. It's a concept that a chiropractor came up with, Dr. Jonathan Donath, and he thought to himself, what if there was a platform where people can sign up and every single day their money goes into a giant pot? And from that pot, we distribute to all the tzedakas that need it. I mean, if you think about it, it streamlines tzedakah. It gives you an opportunity to be part of something where your dollar is connected to everyone else's dollar. And all these organizations that you already support receive every single month tens of thousands of dollars. Now, right now, there are 10,000 people signed up. Okay, that means every single day, $10,000 is sent to different charities. And your dollar is part of that $10,000. Think about it for a second. $10,000 a day, I don't know how to do math. But if I did know how to do math, I could tell you that over the course of the year, it's a lot of money. So what do we need now? We need now that the entire Claudius Row gives $1 a day. And that's it. Daily giving takes care of the rest. You get your mitzvah. Everybody lives happily ever after. Now listen, June 12th, you are going to be sitting in your house with your popcorn, watching a concert. If I tell you there were things at that concert that you've never seen at any concert before. Every single person involved in the production was a celebrity. Even the guy who swept the floor after the show. like did this guy. He's the celebrity uh, custodian. This He's the most famous custodian in all of Israel. The sound engineer Moshe Tsubari. He he does all the biggest shows in Israel. They fly him into New York all the time just to do sound. The lighting engineer, the 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 graphics on screen were so, ma- and I couldn't even see them. I just saw a couple of video clips this morning. So I, I am so excited to see the show. the The color, the the detail, the 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 musicians. The drummer here in Israel is a legend. She is an actual real-life legend who plays with the biggest musicians in Israel. And you know what she told me? She told me she loved my songs and that she had a great time. And it was such a kiddush Hashem because many of these musicians are not necessarily super from, but they came tonight and they saw a female audience cheering on a female performance by Devorah Schwartz, who, by the way, commands the stage. Boy, is that girl on fire. Chaya Kogan, who... Her voice, I could literally go to an island, put on a Kogan in my ears, and live happily ever after. Sapir joined us, C- totally last minute. I was like, Sapir, just come, come sing at the show. So she grabbed her cowboy boots. She came pretty much with 24 hours notice, and she just hopped on stage and killed it, because that's what professional singers do. They are always prepared. Oprah Winfrey always says, luck is preparation meets opportunity. You keep preparing, and when the opportunity arises... You'll be ready. So, Oprah, if you're listening to the Weekly Squeeze, which I know you're not, thank you for that little inspirational vart. Side fact, I got to sing my songs, which was such a treat with a incredible band. June 12th, I don't care how you – I do care how you watch it. We're, we're, use headphones and get the biggest screen possible and invite your friends and get ready. We were rubbing. That's Yiddish for crying. We were crying. We were so emotional. It was so intense. It was so meaningful. It was so special. And I'm not saying this to waste your time. There have been a lot of virtual concerts in the last year, with the last few years with corona and all. This is a show, this is a message, this is a, a, a project, an undertaking, a production that is not to be missed. It was created so that everyone around the world, with their moms, their daughters, their sisters, their not their brothers, not their fathers, but all the women of the world, doesn't matter what your background is, what your Jewish affiliation is, where you went to school, if you could carry a tune or not. This is the show not to miss. It's epic. June 12th, dailygiving.org. They're giving away two free tickets to Israel for everyone who registers for the event. So keep your eye on their website so that you can register and watch history. I don't like the way that sounds, but I like the way it looks when you read it. You know, like when a word looks good when you read it, but when you say it, not so much. Making History slash Herstory, the Jewish Women's Unity event on June 12th. Okay, let's talk about terrorists. (laughs) My favorite topic ever. So this week, Sunday in New York, was a massive Israel parade, which I saw clips of on Twitter. I saw the mayor of New York, Eric Adams. There was a huge crowd that showed up. There were, you know, obviously people with Palestinian flags ranting and raving about things they know nothing about. Because you don't need facts when hating Jews is your passion. And your hobby and your full-time job. You just need a big flag and you just need to yell and be violent and provoke and hopefully get on social media so people could see how proud you are to defend a stateless nation of overgrown toddlers that can't seem to pull it together and make a civilization for themselves that the world could respect, not because they are whining, demented, terror-raising imbeciles. It is what it is, but I'm glad to say that the parade went off without a hitch. Next week, on Sunday, here in Israel, there is going to be a very, very large crowd coming out to Yerushalayim for Yerushalayim's flag parade. I went last year, and it was so powerful and so intense, but we could not actually complete the route. We actually had to stop at Shlem, and then at some point, everyone just dispersed and went home. But this year, the parade is on, in full swing. I'm going with my Israeli flag. Because I'm a citizen here of Israel, and I should be able to wave my flag as a passport-holding Jew in Eretz Israel, whether Ahabed or Farheen like it or not. That's right. Now, I am a very, very conservative feminist. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm still unpacking it. I'm certainly not a Kfeller or Hey Alma feminist. And if you don't know those websites, I'll just skip them for now. But Shulam Lemmer was featured on their website, which is so Peculiar, because really the focus on their website are Jewish female feminists. But maybe they liked his pink jacket that he's wearing here in the picture at a Perm concert. They did a whole story about him, about his messaging, about his material. He's covered a lot of secular songs that people know. You know, the Yiddish is charming when you're not from, and that's your only connection to Judaism. But why am I talking about Shulam Lemmer? Because I saw that he was at a event this week, which I wasn't invited to yet. Maybe next year they'll invite the host of the Weekly Squeeze. But till then, Shulam Lemmer was chilling with the mayor of New York and rubbing elbows with some other big machers, political machers. He sang, he made a Kiddush Hashem. He actually tweeted... If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere with a little icon of the Statue of Liberty. No, no, Shalom, if you can make it to the Israel Parade with your flag and your payas and survive to tell about it, then you can make it anywhere. But Shalom Lummer, big fans here. Keep up the good fight, representing Jewish people in your idle and refined way. This week's episode of The Weekly Squeeze has been brought to you by nobody. You know why? Because you don't recognize the power... That this podcast has to influence people to do things. I can't even tell you how many people have signed up for Daily Giving, signed up for Support our Farmers because they heard the messaging here on the Weekly Squeeze. So if you have a product, or if you have a small business, or if you have a website, or if you have... Anything that you want to share on this podcast besides how you feel about your husband, shoot me a message on Instagram at Hanala Music or HanalaSings at gmail and we will promote your product, play your ad and add a cute piece of music so that everybody gets excited and runs over to the show notes, clicks on the link, and voila, just like that, you get more bang for your buck than anything else you'll do on social media. Instagram stories, all that stuff. People are charging thousands of dollars to share things on Instagram stories. I'm like, does anyone know that these Instagram stories are 15 seconds? Does anyone know that it takes three seconds to turn the page in a magazine? A podcast, you have a real person flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. (laughs) Who knows how to speak English? Sharing your message for a good geschmack a minute with music. And... For a great price. So, message us here at the Weekly Squeeze. And by us, I mean me, who does everything, and myself, who does the production, and I, who actually creates the content. And we will support you here. Now, I love to support Israelis when they succeed on the world stage. And there are so many ways that Israel is just winning medals and plowing through records all across the board in every single sector and factor of human society. But for the first time since 2014, Israel has not succeeded. And I don't even care. And I'm going to tell you why. Israel will not appear in the finals of the Eurovision Song Contest after Israeli representative Michal Ben David, yes, that's his name, Michael Ben David, failed to finish in one of the top 10 spots in the second semifinal held on Thursday. He said, we put our heart and soul on the stage and we gave our best performance. We exploded with insane energy, but my bright yellow suit did not make the cut. They will not be performing with Belgium, the Czech Republic, Poland, Finland, Estonia, Australia, Sweden, Romania, Serbia, and other anti-Semitic countries that often just hate Israel and want an opportunity to give them the stink eye. Well, I don't care. And I will tell you why. I don't get Israel's representation in the Eurovision concert. I mean, I don't get half of the performances. Some of them are just so over the top. And I'll tell you the truth. Every single year, more Arabs are representing countries. And I think they're trying to show that they're multicultural. But when every single country has a Mohammed featured as that country's most incredible singer, whether it's Italy or England or Spain, it's like, um, I want to see cultures. I want to see different people that look different. I want to see blonde Swedish people and I want to see Vikings from the Netherlands and I want to see black people in Africa and I want to see white people in, 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 in wherever white people live. That's the whole point of Eurovision. When everybody looks the same and everyone's named Mohammed, except for Netta, the giant chicken, then what are we, What? what's the point? Now, Israel has been representing in Eurovision since 1973 and, We've had a couple of major Israeli songs performed on that platform, including Ofra who who's singing Chai Chai Chai, Kenani the most Israeli sounding and looking song in the history of Israeli sounding and looking songs. And for me, that was representing Israel properly. I don't get when Israel sends chickens and people singing in English or people rapping in French. Dana International was Bechala Fadikha. And if you didn't understand anything I just said, then it wasn't meant for you. (laughs) But if you look it up, you'll see that the first 30 entries in Eurovision by Israelis were Hebrew songs. One after the other. And then at some point, things just shifted. And Israelis wanted to prove that they're just more European than Israeli. And the songs went from being called Shalom Olam to Same Heart, Golden Boy, Made of Stars, I Feel Alive, Toy, which made me want to quit the music business. That's how bad that song is. I didn't even want to be connected to music after I heard it or saw it. A song called Home, a song called Set Me Free by Eden Allen in 2021. And then this year's failed to qualify contestant, Michael Ben David, performing a song called I.M. I'm. Well, Michael, I'm not going to see you at Eurovision because you didn't qualify. And I don't even care because until Israel gets back to its roots and sends contestants who sing traditional Israeli songs and have a traditional Israeli look and sound... Honestly, what do we need it for? It's just another platform for people to hate on Israel. And I don't think Netta did anybody any favors. I don't think she looked good. I don't think she sounded good. The whole thing is pritzos and no bracha comes out of it. So, oh well. It's the queen sitting here and I don't stop. Thank you, Tier. You're so kind. Okay, moving on. Alex Claire performed tonight in New York. Alex Claire is an Ehrlichayid. He's a great guy. We met him once in the old city. I've interacted with him on social media. We talked about Jewish music a little bit. He is a real rock star. There he is with his beard and his sitsis performing in New York for a huge crowd. I think he is underappreciated. If you like rock music, Alex Clare has some great vibe and sounds for you. Obviously, every single person has to decide whether something is suitable for their family and for their children and for their hashkafeis. But I am a big Alex Clare fan. Now, who's not an Isha Rebo fan? The footage of him wrapped in an Israeli flag at his concert in New York is so gorgeous. The concert looked so incredible, which I'm sure it is because the production team, half of the members, flew in from his concert to be at the Daily Giving concert last night here in Israel, which you're going to watch on June twelfth. So I'm sure that show was incredible. Isha I want to see you at Eurovision. The day that Isha Rebo performs at Eurovision is the day when I will say, I'm Israel Chai, I am proud, this is who we are, and this is how we sound, and this is how we look. And yes, Isha Rebo for winner of Eurovision. That's right. Okay, shifting gears just a bit, my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor, and I have listened to her story a number of times, every detail, and it is a emotional, heart-wrenching Um, escape, miraculous escape from the clutches of the Nazis. And I am grateful that her story was filmed and preserved by the Shoah Institute. Well, there is a new preservation project finally up online, generationsportraits.co.uk gallery. I'm going to put the link in the bio notes. This is the brainchild of the Duchess of Cambridge, Princess Kate, Princess Diana's daughter-in-law, who, like her mother-in-law, is a person of the people She had an idea to create an online gallery that will allow people to see some beautiful, amazing images to ensure that this chapter of history of incomprehensible human evil remains shared and accessible to everyone. So if you head over to generationsportraits.co.uk.gallery, you'll see really beautiful photographs of grandparents, great-grandparents with their families by different Jewish photographers from around the world and a coat to Princess Kate really really nice to see now if you live in new york you might have noticed giant pink billboards in times square from jubilong with the hashtag and jew hate now these billboards have very snarky and hilarious catchphrases that remind people that being woke and anti-Semitic is like being a vegan who eats veal. No, I'm not involved in this campaigning, but a lot of it is brilliant. Another one is, if we actually control the banks, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be on the $100 bill. That would be cool. And then random funny stuff like, if you're Jewish and your favorite bagel is blueberry with strawberry cream cheese, technically you're not Jewish. You're just a Manhattanite. Well, that I added. So there is an issue with this apparently because people feel like it's sparking ire amongst the groups who are supporting Palestinian human rights. Now, before you get all excited about You Belong, there are some issues here. Archie Gottesman is the creator of Jubilong. She felt that the Jews had a branding problem, and she wanted to come up with these cute, catchy phrases that would be on billboards, on social media, and uh, campaigns. But some of them obviously are not in line with Jewish Hushkafeis exactly, like when she assures Jews that you can eat a cheeseburger while driving on Shabbos and still be a good Jew. Not so sure about that. So what exactly is Jubilong selling, and who are they trying to reach? Now, Goddessman herself is a conservative Jew. Her husband converted for their marriage thirty years ago. The duo work together, and their content has been compared to Chabad's marketing. But I could tell you, as the Weekly Squeezes in-house a avature, that when you compromise on Jewish values and halacha, you might come up with cute quips, but ultimately your messaging will ring hollow because at the core of everything is the tyra, is Yiddishkeit. And although it's always fun to have great marketing and cute phrases that support Judaism and are against anti-Semitism, when you disengage from the actual core of what Yiddishkeit is all about, well, what can I say? You don't bring the Tyra to Jews, you bring Jews to the Tyra let me tell you, this girl has guts. She tweeted in 2018, Gaza's full of monsters, burn the whole place, won't matter, the UN will just give us another meaningless sanction, unquote. Wow. (laughs) She makes me look like a liberal. In any case, she is a tough cookie, and she does not care that people are criticizing her and telling her that it's hypocritical to have an organization called Jew Belong, saying that any and every type of Jew should belong to a larger community, but also say very divisive and harmful things that might ostracize a lot of Jewish people who love the Palestinians and want to be Jewish female rabbis for Palestine. Oh, well, I do want to read this disclaimer, though, because I'm on the fence here. While I love the messaging, and I love the marketing, and I love the humor, she clearly says that maybe you think religion has to be serious all the time, or maybe you think that being a more observant Jew makes you a better Jew. Well, generally, when you are a halacha-practicing Jew that has your shemayim you are a better person and you are a better Jew. Or you plain old disagree with our approach and think that Judaism without the focus on the rules and spending time in shul or synagogue isn't real Judaism. It kind of is. Or you like your great-grandpa's Judaism. I love my great-grandpa's Judaism with running water and refrigeration. You be you. she writes. You may be tempted to write us and tell us, you forgot to tell people to sprinkle salt on their challah before ripping it instead of cutting it. By the way, Sephardim rib chala and Ashkenazim kat chala, fun fact, and another few random disclaimers. But she basically suggests that if you are driving in a car and eating a cheeseburger on a Friday night, that's fine too. Uh, it's not. But don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. She has something positive to offer. I hope Hashem blesses her with the success in her campaign and that she finds her way closer to real halachic Taira and she realizes that it is truly beautiful and you can never go wrong by promoting the to the letter of the law with a sense of humor, which is pretty much what we do over here. I do want to read you a few more of her billboards. So here we go. Here's an idea. Let's ask everyone who's wondering if anti-Semitism is real to wear a yarmulke for a week and then report back. Well, wouldn't that be nice if all the Jews around the world were wearing yarmulkes for a week and more? Another billboard in Times Square reads, We're just 75 years since the gas chambers, so no. A billboard calling out Jew hate isn't an overreaction. Agree. Hashtag end Jew hate. What else is here? Let's see. Does your church need security cameras? Because our synagogue does. Mm. Ain't that the truth. Can a billboard end anti-Semitism? No, but you're not a billboard. <laughs> I love that. Chocolate hummus on an onion bagel. Isn't the hate crime we're currently worried about? Wow, that is a hate crime. I love this. Well, you know what? If you guys want to open up a department that is run by the clever writers of the Weekly Squeeze, where you can incorporate more amazing campaigning that has strong halachic intention, call me. Okay. Now I just want to say thank you so much for all the feedback on the podcast. I got a message this week. I got a bunch of messages this week, but this one I liked. Totally touched a raw nerve about the no women's pictures. It's insane how it's getting worse and worse. I so agree with you. We need to turn the trend around. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to last week's episode and let me know what you think. I really appreciate when you guys take the time to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, leave a message. Uh, Beth wrote, Thank you for this adorable podcast and the special people you bring on. Thanks for sharing your great sense of humor with the world. I feel like I should crack a joke now, but I'm just going to keep moving along. (laughs) The podcast is so enjoyable. It makes my week definitely recommend. Great content. I laugh out loud so often with his witty remarks. I I really should say a joke here at some point. All right, I'll have to Google something real quick. And from you, Ellie, thank you so much for your fun podcast, Hanala. I love your music. And now I get to enjoy listening to you discussing interesting topics, too. Please keep it going. I will. Thanks to you guys giving me five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, sending it to friends, dropping the link for the podcast in your WhatsApp groups, and supporting the Weekly Squeeze so we can continue to bring you great Jewish entertainment every single week, right on time. All right, that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Weekly Squeeze. We'll be back next week with two episodes, the Israeli Squeeze with Shoshana Shazam. Don't forget to save the date, June 12th. We are going to change your life and put on a show that will... Blow your mind. May we be safe and sound wherever we live, in our synagogues, in our schools. I hope you are all rocking out to some of the great Jewish music that came out last week. I'm a little obsessed with Mordecai Shapiro's new album. It is so good. I highly recommend it. Have a wonderful week and Shabbat Shalom.